And we uh, begin it with a chat with Quincy Mayor Thomas Koch. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Joe. Welcome to August. Yes, beautiful morning. Flip those calendars. Do people still use calendars? Flip those calendars over. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the technology, it happens automatically for you on your, on your electronic devices. That's if it didn't happen, we just wouldn't know what day it was anymore. No, <laughs> uh, there is so much going on around the city. It's just astounding. Uh, I was reading uh, the update from the Commissioner of Natural Resources. Um, yeah. Projects uh, fore and aft, to and fro. It's just incredible. <laughs> Indeed. we got uh, we got a great city. We've got a very strong community in so many ways. And, you know, I think... The people have a right to expect their government to do the job for them, and I don't care what you talk about public buildings, you talk about parks, you talk about roads, it's happening citywide in every neighborhood. Something new that's happening is we're counting all of the city's trees. Yes, we. funny, years ago uh, at the Park Department when I was there, and Dave Murphy was with me at the time, we actually uh, had a company come in and we did a hand count of a certain neighborhood uh, essentially to get a good handle on the tree inventory, our urban forest, uh, and to give descriptions of, of species and size and conditions. Uh, it just helps to make better decisions going forward, both on tree removal, on uh, road rebuilding, and about tree planting. Uh, it makes things a lot easier. Um, so, yeah, we would like to get it uh, the whole city done, every single neighborhood, and have that master list, if you will, at the Department of Natural Resources headquarters, and the Forestry Division can then use that uh, a little bit for their daily activities. There's, uh, I'm sure, been a dramatic increase since the last time this was done. Yes, I mean, we've we've been um, very aggressive over the last several years about tree planting, and um, obviously there's trees that die, and we remove them every year, and that's a combination of, you know, they've lived their, their life, they have uh, succumbed to air pollution and salt pollution and compaction in the ground. There's a lot of challenges and a tree faces to try to survive on the side of a road. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's kind of limited on what you can plant in these kinds of conditions. There's a lot of trees that would never survive. Um, so we're, we're limited on, on the selections of types of varieties we do plant, particularly when you're talking about also planting under wires. You know, we mm-hmm. don't want to have a, a pin oak planted under the wires where the, the lead is just going to go right through the wires and, and the electric company is going to come in and chop it off. I right. mean, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. So, um, so this will help make uh, good decisions going forward and help with the whole maintenance program going forward. And uh, I think it's a good program for the forestry division. Will there be some new trees at the the new uh, park that's going to be going in right downtown between the two new developments? Uh, there certainly will be uh, green space and, yeah. and uh, park elements. We haven't got to that final point of design where okay. I'm sure there'll be some trees. I just don't know the number and the and the species at this point. Right. So that'll be a, a nice addition, really, to what's nothing more than a concrete jungle right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when you look around, actually, in, in Kilroy Square, for example, mm-hmm. through that whole area, all those trees, that was one big open asphalt parking lot. Yep. There might have been three trees in the entire, <laughs> uh, you know, eight acres, but it was it was unsightly and, and uh, not pretty at all. And so, you know, you look at just Kilroy Square, the amount of trees that have been planted in and around there, on the garage side, on, on the McGrath Highway side, mm-hmm. Revere Road side, uh, you go and you go to McConville Way and Dunford Drive. There was no 
green space at all <laughs> on the old Ross Way. Everything was, it was a concrete jungle. So, right. um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, these these types of plantings, these pocket parks, they make a city livable, breathable, um, and more enjoyable for life. So it's uh, it's something we from day one on the downtown stuff we talked about pocket parks throughout, including trees. People come out and enjoy, sit under the shade on a hot summer day and enjoy the outdoors. Mayor, where's the, uh, I guess, Wollaston's turn now, Wollaston Center and the redevelopment project that's planned for there? Yeah. Any update well, on that? Well, we're working with individual investors and developers. Yeah. Uh, for example, the old theater block, um, the Galvin brothers have bought that, and they're looking to develop that site, which is a good sign. The block over at uh, corner of Newport and Brook um, has a number of those parcels have been assembled, and uh, they're looking at a a redevelopment there. Uh, at some point, the T is going to do an RFP for the parking lot to see if something should be built over the air rights of the parking lot. We do anticipate doing some uh, road, sidewalk, and other infrastructure improvements in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old uh, CVS site, that back parking lot, a developer did come in to see us on that. Uh, we rejected it. It was far too too dense. Uh, they were taking up every square foot. It was uh, unacceptable, you know. So mm-hmm. there is activity going on. Not a lot of visible activity yet, but um, I think it will break um, within the next few months. Oh, okay. All right. That's, I've been asked by several folks, uh, what's going on there? And I didn't know, so I said, I will ask you. So thank sure. you for that update. Uh, seeing as you brought it up, what about the Quincy Center tea station? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm scheduling a meeting with the general manager of the tea and the secretary of transportation uh, for a site visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely on the tea's radar. I'm trying to get it off the radar and more into the um, uh, stage of execution. Right. Um, they are going through a design uh, process now of the station and internally going through exactly what their needs are. Um, should the head house, you know, entrances, exits be changed at all, yep. the ADA requirements that are needed, the new layout for the busway. Uh, so all their operational people are kind of weighing in on, on all of those issues now. Uh, as I said before, uh, Speaker Mariano and, and the legislature has put some money aside for the station's reconstruction. Uh, so that's in place. Uh, the general manager of the T, uh, we had a very direct conversation about this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has just put on some additional staff um, that will help kind of really move some of these projects along. That's been one of the challenges for the T is is um, nothing moves too quickly. It's very bureaucratic. There are very few decision makers, so things get kicked around way too long. So I, th- I think um, his style of leadership is is going to be good for the T, and I think it's going to have uh, some good effects, <clears throat> such as the Quincy Center Station being moved along. Okay. Um, uh, to that same end, any update on the new bus garage over on Bergen Parkway? Uh, I know that um, they are have applied for permits to upgrade the electrical feeds to the site, uh, so obviously that's a good sign. They can't do anything with that site without the appropriate power needs and you can only imagine those power needs are pretty pretty strong yeah. uh based on the facility that's being built but yes that's been kind of refashioned re-engineered some value engineering done and they're going with a a uh, i think suffolk construction mm-hmm. <clears throat> will be the contract overseeing its construction so they had to retool that thing it came in 
I think the number was sixty million over what the estimates were. So um, they had to go back and and uh, work that quite a bit. So um, as far as uh, shoveling the ground, I haven't got that date yet. Okay. You're well aware, Mayor, of course, the state has opened up a new welcome center on the campus of Eastern Nazarene College. Yes, uh, we were informed, um, I was informed by the Lieutenant Governor um, several days ago that um, ENC had responded to a statewide RFP, uh, the state looking for these um, locations, welcome center slash interim housing, um, until these immigrant families are uh, situated and uh, you know ENC did did go through that process without letting us know, uh, which was concerning. And I expressed that to the new president, who uh, the new president was incoming uh, while this process was already underway, so she didn't know a whole lot about it. Uh, and when questioning the state about um, some background and demographics, and there was very little information available to us. So. Um, you know, it's 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 my hope that, um, and we're going to be asking for the state and ENC to hold a community meeting in the coming days to let the public know exactly what's going on there, uh, so they have a good understanding. I know that um, there's folks that are very concerned about it. I uh, I'm concerned about the impact it may have on our schools. Um, the state has indicated they'll reimburse per student cost for that, but the reality is we don't have any room, certainly in that district school. So. We, um, you know, we are scrambling now to um, uh, make sure that, you know, we are prepared as best we can for uh, this kind of situation that's been thrown in our lap. Hmm. So do we know any more about where these folks are coming from right now? It's my understanding. Um, most, if, if not all, but what, what was told to me that it's, it's heavily Haitian, hmm. Haitian Creole speaking. Um, as as we know from seeing the news, the the country is in shambles. Oh my goodness, yeah. And uh, it's 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 atrocious what's happening down there. But I, I I I you know I'm I'm certainly a local official and and a proud mayor of Quincy. But I'll tell you that the federal government has failed this country when it comes to the immigration policies. I mean we've we've I know people who have come through the right way um, and couldn't get. Uh, citizenship and had to leave the country and they worked and went to school here and then you get people that come across the borders and we bend over backwards to accommodate them and i'm not saying we shouldn't be doing things for these people but it seems to be uh pretty messed up and um we've we've uh, and we're seeing it all across the country we've as as a country we've got to get our act together we're, and look at we're a city i mean a city and a nation built on immigrants so i'm not opposed to immigration but i do think we have to do a better job on providing the right legal way. I mean, for example, um, people that take seven, eight, nine years to go through the process to become a citizen, mm-hmm. uh, that's insane to me. I mean, and, and you know, there's a million excuses, but instead of 87,000 IRS agents chasing us for our tax money, how about some more immigration folks to get these people through legally? Bring them in legally, like the old Ellis Island day. Of, you, you come through, you get a physical, you get your vaccinations, you get you signed a, a social security number, and you, and, and, uh, you spread out throughout the country to go to work. Um, and uh, But, you know, this the way it's been going on the last few years, I know there's a lot of resentment, even from our, our newer immigrants who had to go through the hard way uh, to see what's going on. So it's it's a tricky issue. Um, and I certainly don't want to feed into any hysteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you see 
and I've heard from people, I've taken calls the last couple of days, you know, and the people see what's going on in New York, and uh, I can assure you that's that's not going to happen here in Quincy. Uh, we are, um, you know, concerned mm-hmm. uh, on what the impacts it's going to have on our city services. Uh, I know that we are certainly prepared from the public safety aspect of it. We've got a very strong and well-equipped and manned uh, police department. So, um you know, the the tricky part is we don't know who's coming. We don't know their backgrounds. Uh, and that's why I think the community meeting would be helpful for the state and the ENC to explain the process, what actually will happen on the campus, uh, the rules and regulations that go with it. Um, so there's still a lot of questions we're trying to get answers to. Okay. That's the information I have is up to, up to 58 families. Um, yeah, but what does that mean? Because, you know, well, right. yeah. you a know, family could be a, 10 people. Yeah, you know. it, that's exactly right. It could be one person. Right. Or it could be a, a single mother with two kids. But, right. you know, that that's the kind of information we're trying to get a hold of because okay. it's definitely going to have an impact on how we uh, deal with these potential kids mm-hmm. uh, educationally. And, of course, we're talking probably about ESL and if they're Creole speaking, then, um, you know, we don't know how many have any English at all. So there's going to be some challenges here we're going to have to deal with. Do we know how long they'll be at ENC? It's my understanding the lease that ENC has with the state is for a year. The individual families, I'm told, it's supposed to be kind of rotating in and out, um, you know, maybe a a month or two, and then then they find a permanent place somewhere in the Commonwealth. Um, So not clear at all those things. All right. Uh, when the public meeting is scheduled, please let us know. We can let the uh, the community know. Sure, absolutely. Good to talk to you, Mayor. Thanks, Joe. Enjoy uh, this beautiful day. Indeed, yes. Thank you, too.